Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speak Aloud podcast. We're so good to have you here with us today. We are a couple of weeks into the new year. We've got a uh, episode and a topic that I think is going to be helpful to make sure that this year, 2020, is your best year yet in your speaking business. So uh, excited to get into that today. Before we get there, let me remind you, we are just a couple of weeks away from uh, the brand new book, The Successful Speaker, being launched and public and live in the wild. If you have not already pre-ordered your copy, we would love for you to do so. You can do that by going over to thespeakerlab.com slash book, thespeakerlab.com slash book. Again, it is going to be uh, the successful speaker, five steps for booking gigs, getting paid, and building your platform. We have been busting our butt with this book and want to make sure that we provide all types of, of additional bonuses for you to pre-order. So again, pre-order it by going over to thespeakerlab.com slash book. All right. So today we are going to be uh, having a co-host. We have our director of education here at the Speak Lab, Eric Ream, is back on the show. And uh, today we're going to be talking about goal setting, uh, not only for 2020, but even beyond that. So whether you are listening to this uh, at the time of its release or you're listening to this deep into the future, wherever you are is a good time to look at your uh, where you're at and where it is that you want to be. So today, Eric and I are going to walk through a five-step process for setting and accomplishing your goals. Five steps that we use not only uh, personally and individually as speakers, but also just within the kind of the framework that we use within the Speaker Lab and our company. So we're going to walk that through today on uh, how you can set goals for 2020 and beyond. All right, so let's uh, jump right into this with my co-host, Eric Green. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast today, joined by my friend and our director of education here at the Speaker Lab, Mr. Eric Ream. Eric, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. It's 2020, Grant. Isn't that great? It's, it's exciting. Crazy. I can't believe it's 2020, man. We're a few weeks into the year. It's a new year. It's a new decade. The dust has started to settle on making the adjustment into the new year. And I think like, you know, probably like you and I, there's a lot of people listening right now who, who have dreams and aspirations and just energy to, to move the needle in our speaking business, right? So there's a lot going on. You got big plans for 2020? Oh yeah. Always got big plans. This is my favorite time of the year. I love, you know, the first part of the year. It's a fresh start. You're excited. You got a lot of good things you want to accomplish. You know, the previous year, 2019's behind us. It's in the rear view. We got a whole future ahead of us. These are exciting times. So I love talking about what we're going to be talking about today. And so one of the things that's important to do at this point is, you know, we just wrapped up 2019 and I don't know about you, like, is you're kind of like watching the ball drop, like you're counting down the moments there. 
you know, you're kind of reflecting on the year and thinking through like, okay, how was the year? How did I get to this point? And so even if we, as we talk now, as we fast forward, you know, 10, 11, 12 months towards the end of this year and even into the future, thinking about ultimately like, where is it that we want to end up? And so one of the first things that every speaker must do each year is to really chart a path for where they want to go. And that all begins with, with setting goals and, and not just any type of goals, but ultimately setting the right kind of goals. So let's first start by just kind of talking about the, the big picture of the problem. So we sit down to plan our business. We look at our annual calendar. It's got a lot of space we hope to fill with gigs. But how do we begin as speakers to set goals that will actually make a difference and move the needle in our business? Yeah, yeah. And, and before we do that, Grant, I have to go back to what you said, watching the ball drop. I haven't seen the ball drop in years, okay? I'm always <laughs> asleep by 9 p.m. I'm yes. that boring guy on New Year's Eve. So I don't know about you, man. I, I think I maybe saw the ball drop in 1996. Probably was the last time I saw that. But my wife and I usually have a bottle of wine. And by 8.39, man, we are passed out. We are night, asleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, but anyway, so successful speakers, Grant, they don't achieve success by accident, right? And, and that goes in any walk of life. If you want to be successful, that doesn't happen by accident. You do so with an idea of where you want to go, right? But you have to have a deliberate plan on how to do that. Yeah. And so that's exactly basically what we're going we're gonna to talk about today. And what we're going to help plan for today is we're going to discuss a five-part methodology to goal setting that sets us up as speakers for success as we continue into this year. So uh, let's jump into it. We've, got, we've mapped out kind of five steps here that we're going to follow. So uh, Eric, why don't you get us started with the first one? All right, man. So I'll lead this off. So number one is you got to plan a mini retreat. And I can't tell you how much of a game changer this was for me, Grant, when I started to really grasp this idea. It's hard for people that are building a business, especially if you're a speaker and you're doing other things in life, you got another business, you got a day job, to actually carve out time to focus on really, really is what you want to accomplish. And that's so important. And so what I begin to do is I begin to understand the, the concept of this and how important it was. And so in the beginning, I used to do it at home for a few days, but then I realized it was good for me to get out of my own uh, area, my own environment, and to spend some time to actually think about what I want to accomplish. And so this evolved for me, Grant, as a speaker. And by the way, I was doing this when I had a full-time job. So it's not that I'm just doing this now that I'm a full-time speaker. When I had a full-time job, I actually took a few days to get away. And I would actually drive down to your neck of the woods. It's beautiful down there, down in Nashville. So I would literally drive down to Nashville. It's about three hours for me. And I would do this over three days. Now, the three days were broken up in three different parts. Number one is I would spend a day with a coach. I think it's important that you have a coach. Any person or any professional, whether it be an athlete or somebody, a professional with high success, I guarantee it, they've got coaches in their lives. They've got people that are guiding them, that are helping them. It's good to have someone that, that has a little skin in the game, but they're not in the weeds with you. They can stand back and say, hey, here's some things that you need to think about. So I would spend a day with some mentors. I know you do that with masterminds. And there's many different ways to do that, but just get out of my own business, allow other people to kind of give me some ideas and thoughts. So that's number one. Then the second day, what I would do is I would stay down in Nashville. So I would normally do this on a Thursday, Friday, and I would reflect on what the coaches talked to me about, my mentors talked to me about. I would reflect on when you and I are going to talk in the other methodologies, but I would reflect on some key areas of my business and my life and some things I wanted to work on. And then I would come home and then I would sleep on it. So I'd get back to Indiana, maybe a week or two. Then what I would do is I would carve out another day. And the reason why I like to separate this, is I think it's important to kind of sleep on it, to meditate on it to think about it in fact that three and a half hour drive back from Nashville to Indiana is when I can really start to solidify some of those things I learned over the last few days and then what I do is once I've slept on it and I, I do that third day then I, I begin to really formulate and finalize 
this is what I think my year is going to look like. And so methodology is number one, Grant, is we need to carve out that time as speakers. Now, you don't have to do it like I do it right now, all you know, three days. You don't have that. It could be a half a day. It could be a full day. But you do have to be deliberate and carve out that time. Yeah, you said a couple of things there I want to touch on. So this is one of the things that we do not only just individually, but also within the team for the speaker lab. So each quarter, uh, not necessarily on an annual basis, but on a quarterly basis, our leadership team, which you're a part of, we go on a retreat. We've done that in Nashville a few times and we'll go away for a couple of days just to kind of look back on the year to plan or look back on the quarter, plan ahead for the next quarter. And it gives us some time just to reflect, which is very necessary and important, but it's one of those things that is oftentimes difficult for us because we're busy. There's other things that we could be doing. And so to take time away from the business to kind of zoom out 30,000 feet and look down on it uh, is one of the most important things. I, the other thing I really like that you mentioned there was the importance of once you're kind of working on something to to give it time to kind of sit and marinate. So for example, I remember someone saying one time that things that are cooked in a crock pot taste better than things that are cooked in a microwave, meaning that the longer like they're just sitting in there. So for example, actually at the time of this recording, we've got uh, some family coming over in a couple of days to, or I guess it'd be tomorrow to hang out and do dinner. And so uh, I had to actually start picked up some good steaks last night, started marinating them last night. They'll marinate for 48 hours or so, and they will be amazing by the time I grill those things in a few days. But the point being that, that giving it time to like just sit and stew. So I know like one of the best things I can do is just to think, which is hard to quantify. And it's hard to just, you know, whatever that means in terms of putting it on a, a to-do list or, or, a, or a task list or anything. But that thinking time is a, it can really make a big difference for you and getting clarity on, on some of your next steps. Awesome. That's awesome, man. I hope someday I get to try one of those Grant Baldwin steaks, man. So I'm going to put that. That's now my bucket list. That's there you go. 25. Okay. So what's number two, Grant? Well, and actually one other thought there, I just thought of, as we're talking about this, again, we're kind of talking about this in the context of a, of a new year, you know, thinking through, you know, the upcoming year, but this could, you, you mentioned, you know, a mastermind that I'm a part of, there's a group of four or five of us guys. And for the past five years or so, every August we do a houseboat trip and it's in the middle of the year and we do everything that you kind of outlined here. We take time just to reflect on the business. We plan on the business. It's kind of the halfway point of the year and we're just kind of like pausing to celebrate, to think, to reflect, to, to just kind of stop. So again, this is something that whenever you are listening to this, you don't have to wait until January 1st in order to take action on this. This is something that you can do at any point of the year. Like I said, even for our team within the Speaker Lab, we do this on a quarterly basis. So we're not waiting until you know December 31st or January 1st to get rolling on this. This is something we do multiple times a year to continue to stay, keep it a top of mind for us. So first one, like you mentioned, Eric, was to plan a mini retreat. Second thing, number two, is to acknowledge your hurts and celebrate your wins. Acknowledge your hurts and celebrate your wins. What we mean by that is, is the reality is not everything will go your way. Like you will fail, things won't work. You have to acknowledge those failures, whether that be your fault, whether it be you dropped the ball on something. It could also be maybe you have to acknowledge if someone hurt you, someone disappointed you, you had a, a team member that let you down, or maybe something happened within your family, something that was outside of your control. You have to stop and acknowledge those things. What are the things that you can learn from those experiences? What are those things that can help you going forward? When something like that happens, rather than just kind of sweeping it under the rug, Eric, I know you and I admittedly are not the most empathetic, emotional people. Like I think at times probably our, our wives and friends think we're just robots. 
but it's important to like stop and acknowledge those things. Like if we screw up something or we drop the ball on something or uh, something didn't go the way that we had mapped it out or planned it out to go, like let's figure out what happened there. Let's acknowledge that. But then the other side of it is you want to take the time to celebrate what went well. Like recognize how far that you have come, acknowledge your wins. And, and not only that, but thinking through and figuring out what did you do to get to that point? What did you do to get those wins? How do you duplicate that? That's something that, again, we do a lot inside the speaker lab as we're looking at, okay, we didn't just get here by accident. We didn't click our heels together and close our eyes really tight and wish upon a star and everything magically happened. Like we really were intentional about planning on going from point A to point B. So let's kind of look back and figure out what worked? How did we get from point A to point B? And will that help us get from point B to point C? What are the things we need to adjust and need to improve on? So taking those times to just really, again, kind of look big picture, analyze and figure out what worked and what didn't. Taking that time to reflect on it, it also just helps you with your perspective as you move forward with your business. I, at the time of this recording here, I was texting with a buddy and we were just kind of reflecting on this past year and thinking about like uh, when we first met a few years ago and, and kind of how our paths crossed and how our businesses have, have grown and evolved and changed. And we're also part of the time, like just kind of reflecting like, man, that's crazy. And part of the time, like celebrating, like, that was really cool. Like, you know, we've built something cool. We we're able to make a big difference in lives. And I, like, again, for, for guys like you and I, Eric, we're very motivated, very driven, but it's also fun to just like stop what we're doing and look around and be like, dang, like, this is cool. Like we've built something cool. You know, we've got great trajectory and great runway ahead. We're able to help a lot of people and we like, we're doing something significant. This is really yeah. like, let's just stop and realize that. But it's just, sometimes that's hard to do because we're always go, 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 push, 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 you know, gain, achieve, accomplish, but and stopping and just acknowledging what went well, what didn't well, cause it can really make a big difference. Yeah. And I think that's easy to do as human beings is we tend to always gravitate towards the negative. And so it shouldn't be, it won't be that hard. By the way, what you just outlined, that's the first thing you do on that mini retreat. So when you do spend that time away, that's the first thing you do is acknowledge these hurts and celebrate these wins. And it's easy for us to immediately gravitate to the negative and say, oh, these things happen. It's okay to gravitate to those as long as you learn from something from them. And then the other thing is, it's easy for us to always look at, well, this is how far I need to go. Like, man, I got so far I need to go. But sometimes it's harder for us to actually turn back and say, well, I've actually gone a long way. I've actually yeah. achieved a lot. And, and taking that time to celebrate that is so important as you move forward on your business. All right. So we've got plan a mini retreat. Uh, number two, acknowledge your hurts, celebrate your wins. And number three would be to clarify. Clarify, meaning that whenever you sit down and you kind of plan out your the upcoming year or the next quarter, kind of the next season that you're going into, you want to start with, with clarifying three primary elements of your speaking business. All right. Three primary elements. Number one is this, what business are you in? What business are you in? Are you, a, are you in motivational speaking or coaching or consulting or doing keynotes or workshops? Like all of those things are well and good, but you have to be really, really clear about what's the business that you're in, what it is that you are, are trying to accomplish. Like Eric, I know one of the things that we've noticed with a lot of the students that we work with is we have students that'll come in and say, hey, I'm interested in speaking, but I'm also interested in writing a book or doing coaching or doing consulting or doing a podcast or doing a blog or doing a YouTube channel or doing any number of other things. And all those things are well and good, 
But one of the things that we always say is that something is going to come first and something's going to come last. Like you can't do it all. So you have to be really, really clear about what is the business that you're in? What's the primary revenue driver for you? What's the thing that you are trying to accomplish? And so right. uh, not only on the deliverable side in terms of, of how you do that, but also just thinking through what's the, like, I guess the, the, the industry or the space that you're in, meaning like, are you in personal development? Are you in leadership? Are you in relationships? I think one thing that we do well here at the Speaker Lab is we don't try to be all things for all people. Like we focus on speaking. We help people with speaking. There's a lot of other ancillary topics that we could arguably help people with, but we do a really good job of saying, no, no, if you need help with speaking and the speaking industry and the speaking business, like that's, that's our jam. That's what we do. Right. So figure out what space you're in. So maybe for you, you'd say, hey, I'm a, I'm a motivational speaker that delivers keynotes on leadership, right? right? You've figured out what that path is that you're on. And so ultimately, you know what business you're in and what direction you're headed. The second question there, in addition to what business are you in, is what's the vision for your business? What's the vision for your business? You want to focus on, on where you want the business to be in the next five years, right? How much money do you want to bring in in terms of revenue, the top line? How many gigs do you want to be doing annually? What type of gigs? Do you want to be doing you know, workshops or keynotes or breakouts or pre-conference workshops or some combination of those? How much do you want to be making and earning per gig? How do you want to impact the audience? You want to speak to big audiences or small audiences? Like what's the business that you're trying to accomplish? I'll give you an example here. Uh, this is something that we worked on this past year, about six to eight months ago or so. Uh, we worked on a, uh, what we call a vivid vision. And this is something, a concept, I'm, I'm trying to blank on the guy's name. I read a book called Vivid Vision. It was recommended to, to me by a, a couple friends, but the, I can't think of the guy's name. The book's called Vivid Vision. Look it up. Uh, anyway, so basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to think through a couple years ahead and map out ultimately what the business or what your personal life would look like. And so this is something that I did for the Speaker Lab where I took a solid day, no technology. I didn't have my computer. I literally just sat on my back porch with a notepad and a pen and just wrote down ideas and scribbled and thought about where is it that we're headed, right? It's kind of like if, you, if you're going on a road trip or if you go to the airport, and you just walk up to a gate agent and say, I'd like to get on a plane. I'd like, to, I'd like to buy a ticket. They say, where would you like to go? I don't know. I just want to go on a plane. Like you're not going to end up anywhere. If you went on a road trip and you just start driving and hope that you magically end up where you want to be, like that just doesn't work. So you have to really think through what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So for us, I sat down and really thought through, okay, what are the next couple of years for the Speaker Lab look like? And really mapping it out in detail of where is it that we're headed? What is it we're trying to accomplish? How are we going to get there? Uh, and just thinking those pieces through. So it's important for you as well in your speaking business to think the same things through of what is it that you are trying to accomplish in your speaking business? What's the vision for your business in terms of where you're going? And then the third and final question would be this. So in addition to uh, what business are you in? What's the vision for your business? But number three would be what's the mission of your business? What's the mission of your business? This is your, your positioning statement. Like, why are you a speaker? Why are you doing this? Of all the other things that you could be doing with your life, why are you doing this? So your mission is the vehicle of your business that will get you out of bed each morning, help you to make the calls that you need to make you get booked. I, I remember early on a, a speaker friend of mine telling me, you, you have to be in love with more than just speaking. You have to fall in love with the process right? You have to fall in love with, with doing the work that gets the results. Meaning that, because if you don't love the process of it, you're going to quit. You're not going to stick with it. Because the reality is, Eric, as you and I well know, and a lot of our students know, like this is hard work. And so if you're not deeply passionate about what you're trying to accomplish and the direction that you're headed and why you're doing this in the first place, like you're going to quit at the first opportunity. So 
I'm going to stretch here. I don't know if this is, this works, but I'm thinking about, all right, you were in the military. So you went through, I, I assume some type of basic training that was probably hellish, right? Yeah, so there's probably barracks at West Point. So a lot of people probably drop out. I don't know what the dropout rate was, but there's probably multiple moments where you were thinking about, this is stupid. I'm tired. I'm cold. I'm hungry. I'm probably all of the above. Why am I still doing this? But there's something there, some type of mission or some type of internal why that keeps you moving forward. And even when other people are quitting, you were like, no, no, like there's a part of this that is miserable. Part of this is like, no, this is what I signed up for. Like, this is what I want to do. And I know that it requires work and I know it requires sacrifice. So again, those three questions that you're clarifying where you're headed is again, what business are you in? What's the vision of your business where, in terms of where you're headed? And what's the mission of your business? Eric, anything to add to that? Uh, well, yeah, on the West Point thing, that would be the very first day. So I wanted to quit after the first day, <laughs> just, just for the record. Was that uh, author's name Cameron Harold? Does that yes. ring a bell? Yep. Yeah. yep, yep so yep. That, it, it's a vivid vision, a remarkable tool for aligning your business around a shared vision. That's Cameron Harold, if you want to get that book. Yeah. Um, and the, again, and one other thing to piggyback on that. So again, we're talking about this in terms of like, here's a new year. You can plan some of this stuff out. Like I worked on that vivid vision last June, July, something mm-hmm. like that. So it's middle of the year and I'm working on it. So again, don't, the point being like, you don't have to wait until, oh man, I'd love to work on a vivid vision, but I got, I got to wait till January 1st to start on that. No, no, no. Like start right now, start right now and figure out however much time you've got at this moment in the rest of the year. We want you to take the time to be working on it now. So again, you, you feel like you're headed somewhere on purpose and not just by accident. Yeah. So, and I think it's important uh, when you asked about uh, clarifying what business are you in? Some people may say, well, I've already decided that I've already determined that. Well, the thing you have to understand when it comes to building your speaking business and just being an entrepreneur in general is that your business is a moving target. And so after you go through a full 12 months of working your business, checking, uh, marketing your business, you're going to learn some things. You're going to evolve. You're constantly experimenting. So what you thought you were doing 12 months ago may be different now. And so it's always good to sit down and clarify, to understand and reinvigorate that clarity and saying, yeah, I this is the business I'm in, or maybe it's a little different. I can't tell how many people I personally coach grant that they start out one way and now they're saying, ah, I don't, I don't think that's going to work. I need to rethink where I'm going. And so that's why it's important to always clarify these things at least once a year. Very true. And also to, to piggyback on that, I think oftentimes people can get stuck in not taking action because we feel like, well, I don't know if this is what I want to still be doing in a couple of years, or I don't know, you know, how things are going to play out over the next couple of years. You're exactly right. You don't. But I have found that it's a lot easier to steer a car that is in motion versus steering a car that is in park. If you have a car that's even moving five miles an hour, you can steer that. You can go left or right with that versus a car that's in park. It is really hard to pivot, to move, to go any other direction other than where you are. So don't get in this thought, this spot where you you feel stuck and, and paralyzed to the point where you can't do anything and you don't do anything because you're like, well, what if it's the wrong thing? Then you'll you'll pivot, you'll course correct, you'll adjust. That, like That's part of business. That's part of life. But I would rather you begin to take action and move forward versus staying on the sideline and doing nothing. Awesome. So let's get to number four. So Grant, you're doing a great job warm, being my warm-up act for the, the biggest one here. So if I'm you too, you're Beck in this analogy, all right? <laughs> so I'm about to take stage and it's about to get real. So if you're driving the car, now's the time to pull aside, get ready to take some notes. If you're in the shower, time to get out and uh, get dressed, get ready to take some notes. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Methodology number four, and that is identify 
three primary business goals for the year. And that's very specific. And the reason for that, Grant, is chances are, for most people listening to this podcast, they're not just a speaker, right? They have other domains in their life that they must manage. They're a parent. They're, they have a partner or a significant other. They most likely have a day job. The key is to not overwhelm ourselves with too many goals. This is probably one of the biggest mistakes we make. If, By the way, if you want to be a speaker, chances are you're a high achiever, right? If you're mm-hmm. going to get up on stage and speak to strangers, that, that takes a special mentality. And so you want to lean into that. You want to get it done as quickly as possible. So the mistake is that we can come out with 30 or 40 goals. I want to get all these things accomplished. And then that's overwhelming. I had a young guy I was working with and he I sat down with him one time, Grant, he had like 20 goals. I'm like, dude, you need to like cut almost all those out. You need to narrow that down to five. So he came back to me. He had five goals with like 20 sub goals. I'm like, dude, you still got 30 goals, man. (laughs) You need to cut that down. So three primary business goals. That's what you want to do. Now, here's the thing. How you do these goals is very important, right? We mess this up a lot as business owners. And I, I know this because I evaluate a lot of people's goals and I see them butcher this. And so I use the, what I call their traditional goal setting methodology. So when you have those three goals, you have a goal, you have an objective that supports the goals. These are your next action items. So it's one thing to have a goal that you want to accomplish, Grant, but what's the next action items, the steps you're going to take to support those goals? Those are called objectives. And here's the key. Each one of your objectives needs a performance measure, meaning that you got to be able to measure whether or not you're going down the right path. By the way, I'm going to apologize by how I say the word measure. My kids make fun of me. I'm really <laughs> self-conscious about it. But this is the way I speak, man. That's you're going to have to embrace it. I, I like say you measure. the way you are. How do you say it? Measure? Yeah. So I say measure. Does that sound weird to you? Anyway. I mean, the more you say it. My kids are in my head, man. I don't know if your kids evaluate your (laughs) speaking, but my kids are my greatest critics. But anyway, so here's the methodology you want to follow. Number one, when you do a goal and an objective, you need to use the SMART acronym. Now, I know people want to fall asleep when they hear that because many people have heard that before, but yet most of us don't follow it. And I don't know why. So the SMART acronym is simply this. Number one, your goal has to be specific, right? It can't be, uh, I want to lose weight. You know, it's got to be, I want to lose 10 pounds. Be very specific. So be very specific. Also, your goal has to be measurable, right? You have to be able to measure success. It's got to be something that you can sit down and say, yeah, I'm on the right path or I'm not. The second one, the A stands for action oriented. It's got to be an act, use action verbs. Don't use passive to be verbs. You got to put it in a format that actually you can take action on. The next is it's got to be reasonable. Okay. I had, I think you and I were talking about a person that we know together. He told you he was going to be the next Tony Robbins or something. Mm-hmm. I've heard different people say that before. Like yeah. we've had new speakers. Hey, by this time next year, I want to earn a million dollars and I want to be like Tony Robbins. Well, is that reasonable or not? So it's right. got to be something you can actually achieve. And then this is the one I think most of us miss. And that is, it's got to have a timeline to it. It's got to be time bound, right? You've got to have a specific time. It's funny how when you put a marker in the sand, how something changes in your mind and you meet that marker, right? You'll do everything you can to meet that goal if you have a timeline to it. So every goal needs a supporting objective, which is the next action, and every objective needs a performance measure. So of the three goals, here's one thing that everyone needs to remember. At least one of them needs to be a habit goal, and at least one of them needs to be an achievement goal, okay? 
One needs to be at least a habit goal. One needs to be an achievement goal. Now, this is something I actually uh, learned from our good friend, Michael Hyatt. He's one of the guys I like to work with and I follow him a lot. One of the things he coached me on is that good leaders and successful folks need to have good habits. And that's really where the magic happens for a lot of speakers is you've got to develop really good habits. And so a habit is something you want to do on a recurring basis and you want to have a start date, Grant, and a number of days you want to do it consecutively to install that as a habit. So there's different studies on this. Some studies say it's 27 days. Some studies say it's 66 days. But you have to do something on a consecutive basis before it comes to habit. Like I know for a while, you used to be really big on Peloton. I think yours is collecting dust, and maybe you got clothes that are hanging on it now. <laughs> I haven't seen you a while on it. I think it's because I was intimidating you. But I get on uh, there every day, and so it's a habit now for me to go. I mean, I just get up. My body, what I get thinking about it, goes down and jumps on the Peloton. So you want to have that. That's the secret sauce for speakers is you've got to have good solid habits. So let me give you an example of what a habit goal would look like, Grant. All right. So you, let's say that you decide that you want to send out, your goal is this, send out three new emails to event planners every day for four weeks starting on Monday, February 10th. Okay. Send out three new emails to event planners every day for four weeks starting on Monday, February 10th. So it's specific. I can measure it. It's action oriented. Um, I think it's reasonable and I got a time bound to it. So I want to start doing this on February 10th and I want to start marketing it off every day I do it. And I want to do it without fail for four weeks straight. By the end of that, Human Dynamics says, Grant, now it's become a habit. It's become a part of what you do. Now that's the goal. Now remember I told you every goal needs an objective. So what would be the very next action item? Well, objective to support that goal would be something like this. Review sample email templates from the Speaker Lab BPS course by Friday, February 7th. So I need to go to the BPS course. I need to look at some email templates that I want to use. And now I know what kind of emails I want to send out. And the performance measure is simply this. Did I review the email templates? Yes or no. So the way you could actually do this, if you want to gamify this grant, is you could actually set up a spreadsheet with your performance measures. Mm -hmm. And then every week or month, you can review them and say, did I meet these different performance measures? And it will keep you accountable on whether or not you're accomplishing it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And in fact, it reminds me, there was a, uh, there's an app that I've used. I think it's called Streak, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the, the premise is it's kind of a, a yes, no question on certain habits that you're, you're working on or building is that each day at the end of the day, it asks you basically, did you do this thing or not? Right. So for example, going to bed at a certain time, right? Uh, so it could be something personal or did you spend 30 minutes exercising or, you know, did you eat less than X number of calories? Right. If that was a goal or could be, you know, like you said here, did you send those three emails? Right. So it could be again, just kind of a daily reminder of yes know that you did this. Either you did it or you didn't do it. And the point being that once you start doing it, you start to build up a little bit of a streak there. And then the goal is to not break the streak. You've done this X number of days in a row and I don't want to start over from scratch. So I want to keep this streak going and it starts to build some of that momentum. Right. Awesome. So let's review that. So the habit goal is this. Send out three new emails to event planners every day for four weeks started on Monday, February 10th. My first objective, which is a next action, right? This is the next action I need to take. And that is review sample email templates from the Speaker Lab Booked and Paid to Speak course by Friday, February 7th. The performance measures, did I review the templates? Yes or no? Another next next action item, a second objective would be to support that habit goal is post, post my goal on the Speaker Lab Facebook community page for accountability 
by Friday, January 31st. So I want to make it public. This is my goal and get the community to support me. And the performance measure to support that next action item is did I leave that post on Facebook? Yes or no. So that's just an example of a habit goal you could set up. Now let's shift focus to an achievement goal because achievement goals are, are as important as well. An achievement goal is something you want to accomplish or achieve that year, and you're going, to, you're going to reach a milestone or destination. You're eventually going to get there and check it off, okay? That's what an achievement goal is. So let me give you an example. I want to book five keynotes at $3,500 plus travel expenses per gig by Friday, July 24th. Again, the goal is I want to book five keynotes at $3,500 plus travel expenses per gig by Friday, July 24th. That's the goal. It's a smart acronym. It's specific. I can measure it, it's action-oriented, it's reasonable, and it's time-bound. Now, I have three next action items. Those are objectives. Objective number one is I need to identify 25 potential conferences I want to deliver to my keynote to by Friday, February 7th, right? The performance measure to track whether or not I'm successful on this grant is how many conferences have I identified. So again, go back to that spreadsheet. If you had a spreadsheet and you're reviewing it, I would ask myself, okay, my goal is to identify 25 and so far I've identified two, right? I got some work to do. Okay, so that's action item number one So or objective number one. Objective number two or next action item number two, identify a potential event planners or someone associated with each event identified by February or by Friday, February 21st. So identify potential event planners or someone associated with each event identified by Friday, February 21st. So the first step, find the 25 conferences. The second step, find someone that's connected to that. Maybe online you can find an email address or something like that. And you wanna do that by a certain date. The performance measure to track my success, Grant, how many contacts have I identified? So now I've got two next action items. My third one, my objective number three, is send out initial emails to each contact by Friday, March 18th. Now, here is where the habit goal comes in, Grant. If I've got 25 contacts and my habit goal is I wanna send out three emails a day, those two support each other because I know now it's gonna take me about eight days to get all those 25 emails sent out. You see how this is all right. connecting and working together? Right. Yeah. I mean, the point being that again, if you said, okay, uh, you know, I'm, I'm starting this new year and I want to, I want to do 10 talks this year. I want to do 10 gig paid gigs. Just saying that is a nice start and identifying where you're headed. But again, just clicking your heels together and hoping that by December 31st, you will have accomplished that without taking any further action does squat for you. So you have to figure out, okay, here's where I'm going. Now, what are the action items that I need to take? So you mentioned like you live up in Bloomington, Indiana. You come down to Nashville from time to time. So if you said, okay, the end destination is Nashville, but you never get in the car and you never start driving and you never leave the driveway, there's zero chance you're going to end up in Nashville, even if you state that that is your goal. At some point though, you have to start driving. You have to start taking action that moves you toward that. And so this kind of reverse engineers and figure out, okay, there's where I'm going. What are the steps that I need to take in, in order to get there? Yeah. And you brought up something very key there. You wrote a lot of people when they do the time bound, they'll, they'll sometimes just default to by December 31st. That's mm -hmm. a lazy way of writing a goal. Yeah. Uh, I could have said book five gigs by December 31st, but instead I want to do it by July 24th. That's yeah. good. That's a different mentality, right? And oh, by the way, it's not hard for me to jump in a car. Have you seen my new truck that my speaking business paid for? It's Sexy. fantastic. It's dude. beautiful. All right, let's keep <laughs> moving on. Last one here, number five. So once you have all this figured out, number five is to write your goals down 
and refer to them often. Write your goals down and refer to them often. So it is absolutely critical to write your goals down, to keep them close, to refer to them on a recurring basis. So uh, on a quarterly basis, you want to update goals as needed uh, on a quarterly basis. So the things that you've done that you can check off, things that you're like, ah, it's not really relevant anymore. I can delete that. Or maybe you need to refresh and move something to a different quarter or to a different month or even maybe to a different year. Uh, you also want to do this on a weekly basis. So what can you do in the upcoming week to move towards your goals? What are the action items that you need to take? You want to update and refresh your objectives as you complete them. So I know for, for me personally, within, let's just take the speaker lab, for example. So two things that happen. One is every single quarter, like we set our goals, you know, as a leadership team, we set our goals uh, for each kind of department, each area. Uh, and in fact, all of those are on my whiteboard in my office right now. I'm looking at them right this very moment. Uh, the, all of those goals are up there. I see them every single day I'm in the office here. I see what those goals are. So it keeps it top of mind for me in terms of what we need to do and what we need to accomplish, right? So it's always right there in front of me. The other thing that we do is on a weekly basis, Monday morning, we all say, hey, here's what I have going on this week. This is what I'm going to accomplish this week. And then on Friday, we go back and we update that. Either we did that or we didn't do it. But again, we're, just, we're, we're not just saying, okay, for Q1, if by the end of March, we want to accomplish all these things, then something has to happen between January 1st and March 30th, 31st, whatever, whatever the last day of March is, that we have to take some actions there in order to arrive there at the, at the destination. So again, it's more than just kind of like, Keep thinking about this in your head, you want to actually get it down and put it somewhere where you're going to see it on a regular basis. Again, whether that's a whiteboard, whether that's post-it notes, whether that's a document on your computer or Google Doc or Evernote or whatever, but having it all written down and documented and also reviewing it on a regular basis to make sure you're on track or not. Anything else on that? Yeah. I, how many times have we written goals or what most people do, resolutions, and then we write them down, we're excited about them, and then we just put them away. And then the whirlwind of life happens. And before you right. know it, it's half, six months has gone by and you've, you've forgotten about your goals. So having a methodology in place and a habit in place where you review those goals at least weekly, and then you want to at least have two or three things you're going to do that week to move towards those goals. That's going to be a huge game changer in your life. So that's so important. Absolutely. All right, let's recap of where we've come in terms of just the summary. So again, step one is plan that mini retreat. And again, even on the mini retreat, if you can go somewhere, sometimes it's good to just change the scenery. And by going somewhere, it doesn't even necessarily mean that you have to go make a big, you know, fancy trip or, or go somewhere overnight. One of the things that I did for years and years early in my business is I would go to a, a local Panera. And I just sit there for hours and hours and hours. And just that's, that's where I went. I just kind of, again, change a scenery. So it could be a Starbucks or a local coffee shop, or it could be anything, but just kind of getting out of, of your normal rhythm and routine. Number two is to acknowledge your hurts and celebrate your wins. Number three is to clarify what business you're in, the vision of where you're headed, and the mission of why you're doing what you're doing. Number four is to identify those three primary goals for the year. Again, we're not trying to accomplish 20 things. We're just narrowing it down to a tight three. And then finally, number five there is to write down your goals and refer to them quarterly and weekly. Eric, any final thoughts? Yeah, just remember that this is a long-term game. This is a long-term thing. That you hopefully, you want to do for many, many years to come. All right. So what you want to do is keep what you're doing simple, but whatever you do, commit to be consistent at it. Consistent at the end of the day, Grant wins the game. So when you're sitting down, you're thinking about what you want to accomplish, ask yourself, can I realistically do this on a regular basis when life throws me a wrench? Because life is going to do that. People are going to get sick. People are going to get hurt. People are going to pass away, unfortunately. 
people are going to reject you, people are going to hurt you, life is going to happen. So can you do what you plan to do on a consistent basis? And if the answer is yes, you're on your way to success and you're going to be great in this business. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that conversation, all things goal setting. I would encourage you to do more than just listen to it, but now that you would actually apply it. So take what we've talked about, take what we've covered and go implement it. Take action on it. Make sure that you are setting goals for yourself and you're figuring out the system that you need to accomplish those goals. Now, let me remind you, if you want help with your speaking business, then you definitely need to pick up your copy of The Successful Speaker. The book is, again, five steps for booking gigs, getting paid and building your platform. Everything we know about the speaking business we put into this book. So all you need to do is go over to thespeakerlab.com slash book, thespeakerlab.com slash book. There you can pre-order it and get several bonuses. The book comes out uh, February the 18th, but if you order it before then, uh, again, we've got all those bonuses you're going to get. In fact, if you order the book, pre-order the book, uh, we will give you the audio book for free. So lots of bonuses we want to hook you up with by, again, going over to thespeakerlab.com slash book and pre-ordering your copy of The Successful Speaker. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.